They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I'm joined with my best friend, X2 Fly, Archer Mickey. How you doing, man? Oh man, you know, just just roughing it tonight. Just roughing, roughing it. it. You look beautiful, like you came from a bar mitzvah. Uh, I, you know, I, I attended one. I attended one. My, my hair looked way better than Max's did doing his. his really? His, his hair looked like shit, but uh, I'll get into that. Well, when you have that kind of bar mitzvah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you look like from what I've seen. I haven't watched it yet, but from the pictures I've seen, uh, uh, it looked like it didn't matter what he looked like that <laughs> um, at that moment. So, as always, subscribe on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Ringside Collectibles, use promo code MMAN to save 10% off your order. So, we missed last week. Um, Fink isn't here today with us, but we missed last week, and AEW Revolution happened last week. So, Eric, I know you're the resident AEW guy. I know you'll have more to say about the event than I will, more than likely. So, uh, give me a rating and your thoughts on the event. Well, I'm going to swerve you there, and it's a good thing that Fink's out of town because I didn't watch Revolution. Really? Uh, this is the second AEW pay-per-view I did not watch live, and I actually, like, I was going to, like, you know, when we went over what we want to talk about when we get back together to record an episode, I figured you would have thoughts on Revolution. Um, I watched a lot of highlights, but I did not watch the show, and I haven't sat through any match in its entirety. I do have some takeaways from it, um, from, you know, I was live, you know, getting the results and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know how much I was going to regret it. I was really tired. I thought I was going to go watch it with Richie. Richie and our, uh, our, our homie Bond watched it together. Um, it was just one of those things. I was, you know, tied up, dad life. And I was like, you know what? I just, I'm beat. And I don't think I'm going to be able to be up till midnight watching it. So I think the main event started and I was probably fading. And then I got the results from that in the morning. Uh, from what I heard, Good show. Um, not AEW's greatest show ever. No, again, I did not watch it, so I, I don't know that one way or another. But I did not feel overly disappointed for not watching it. And again, as the resident AEW Mark, um, I definitely felt a little weird not watching it live. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to their next show. I'm looking forward to Double or Nothing. I'm looking forward to seeing where the product goes next. And I, I think they're they're going they're they're back on the trajectory going upwards. Okay, so I watched the majority of the show. I did not see the tag match, the tag title match, and the TNT title match, which I'm glad I didn't because I, it was a complete waste of time for what happened the following week on AW Weekly Television. Okay. So I did not see that. But so I thought Jericho Rookie Stark was an excellent way to start the match. I really did enjoy that. The the six person tag, unbelievable. I couldn't it was amazing. I like um, Malachi Black and Kenny Omega, their face off in that match was amazing. Uh, I think the House of Black is finally getting the just due because I I don't I watch like AW it. weekly, but like from the things I see, it's like for the most part they a lot kind of like a lot of people AW kind of like floating around, not really doing much, nothing of importance. But now I think they're kind of like solidified, doing something important. And once again, Jr. did call Julia Hart a Jezebel, and that will always pop me. <laughs> um, so I did enjoy that women's title match was eh, what it was. It was like you talked about it a couple weeks ago. 
Page um Soraya could be the uh, uh, the thing that brings it down or brings it up. But I think it was it, the match was lukewarm for me. And we got Ruby Soho joining the NWO essentially. And the main event, um, MJF gets a lot of flack. I don't know why at this point because I know at one point Prep was saying MJF's granting the mic, but then he wrestles. But MJF was amazing, and that Iron Man match, match of the year contender, right now is neck and neck. Well, I haven't seen the New Japan match that everybody was talking about, but right now is neck and neck with Sammy and Roman, and I will give the nod to MJF and Brian because it's sixty minutes. So, a lot of people. I've heard put it in the top three and I don't know if I would agree with this and I would have to really sit back and think of it. Now, again, I haven't watched the match, so I'm, I'm dead wrong for even saying this, saying my opinion that, Oh, I don't know if it could be that I haven't watched the match. I really need to watch that match. Like it's the only match from the show I need to watch because some people are saying it's top three AEW match. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I would ever. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, now, if you watched it, I could. I, yeah, I'd buy that. Like, also, if, I got I got to eat crow. I got to okay. eat crow because two weeks ago on the show, I said um, I think I knocked Max for this being his first title defense. But I think I was. Uh, I think I'm wrong because I think, and I didn't realize this till a day or two later. I do believe he defended the title against Ricky Starks, maybe on a dynamite. I don't recall. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think I think they had a, a whack finish, some some interference, but I think shortly after, a week or two after. You know what he it, did? I, I I remember this. Now. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to eat some crow in there because I'm sure some listeners were like, Nah, nah. He he defended the title, so I just want to make sure I, I'm acknowledging acknowledging the shit I was talking and uh, you know um, put put that uh, defense over. But uh, any other. F- Thoughts on Revolution? Yeah, yeah, I was still going on about MJF. Like, that match was insane. Um, tombstone from the top rope or middle rope. Tombstone through the table. The 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 chemistry these guys had, MJF pulled out all the stops. As far as Iron Man matches go, now, when we were here last time, we weren't sure if this was the first 60-minute Iron Man match in AEW. It, this was. Uh, Brian and Paige went... Uh, a 60-minute Broadway time limit, time limit draw. That's what it was when we were debating about it, uh, it last time, trying to figure that figure that out. But as far as Iron Man matches, for 60-minute-wise, not even just AEW's top match of all time, this might have been the best 60-minute Iron Man match. One of the best... Maybe the best 60-minute Iron Man match that we've had. Because we don't get 60s anymore. We, most times we get 30s. Because we, like, we didn't review... We did not review the the first with Sean and Brett. We did review Triple H and Rock years back when we first started the show, and then the forgotten one that I forgot all about. So I read an article. It was Kurt Angle and Brock on an episode of SmackDown for the WWE Championship, which was highly regarded as the best one. And I haven't rewatched it since, so I'm definitely interested in going back. But as far as 60 minute Iron Man matches, this was. Amazing, and it's definitely a match of your contender. And um, before I let you have it, I, I text you and prep this in the group chat. Um, Mox and Hangman, I, I just can't. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. I'm sorry. So Good match. I didn't watch but that. I didn't watch it. Prep mentioned it. Now again, I mean, are 
all of our tastes being so different. Is it just because of how gory it was? There's like a lot of barbed wire, like a lot of headshots. Like at one point, um, Hangman... Do headshots turn you off? Well, it's, it, it was the barbed wire stuff. Okay. I'm not against headshots really like that. It's just like the lens that they went in this match. Like there was a spot, I think, I'm not sh- so at some point, Hangman fell off the top rope on the apron, flipped over, and got stabbed in the head with the barbed wire. Ooh. And it, it, it That's was just, probably second match I need to rewatch. It, it was just like, it was, it was like a lot of like, oof. Uh, like I, I felt like Pash. Like I was like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't. It's a good match. I was match, wondering if we were gonna go there, but it was just like, oof. I, I, I it was, I was just like cringing the entire time. Like and I felt like a parent. Like, is he okay? But uh, it was a good yeah. match. Well, you are a parent. Yeah, I, I am. But it was a good match. Besides all that, so go ahead. Well, keeping up the the highs of um, you know AEW, and the next thing we're going to talk about is what are we watching right now. Well, I'm going to go off the high of what I just watched right now. But keep in mind, it's been two weeks since that we dropped the episode two weeks ago. Um, I, for the first time in the history of the show, I came on here and I crucified AEW. I also uh, took liberties with our Twitter page and. I crapped on the ladder match with Hobbs going over and, you know, the use of the referees and got into it with a few people. And literally, I think I even got into it with indie referee trying to justify. <laughs> and I think people were coming at me like I was trying to crucify AEW. And I mean, let me be the first one again to remind. This is the second time I'm saying it on this show. I'm the biggest AEW mark on the cast of the Matt Madness family. But, um, you know, th- that episode did not leave me excited about being a AEW fan. And that episode might be part of the reason why I did not watch Revolution. I wasn't excited going into the show. I didn't watch it. I mean, we, you know, years of us critiquing WWE and we say, you know, oh, well, if you don't like it, don't watch it. So a lot of stuff going on. And I was like, eh, am I going to sit here and pay for the show and watch it by myself at night? I So I opted out of it. Um, this past week's episode of Dynamite. I wasn't thrilled with it wasn't as bad but it wasn't great um I mean I get it I know Hobbs is a heel but like I just felt like there was a better way he could win or like I don't know like QT Marshall using him to be the guy but they make up for it Uh, I'm gonna fast forward to this week's episode of Dynamite since we're talking about the TNT championship we got the debut of QTV which is basically a TMZ, you know, in the office esque vignette where you have some people from the factory, which is a, you know, defunct faction. Uh, there was a busty blonde in there I don't recognize, but um, her and she looked like the girl from the Maxine models or in SmackDown. She looked mm-hmm. like her, but uh, her and um, Bailey Zacks, I'm sorry. Uh, Solo, Aaron Solo. Aaron Solo, they're over there. So Aaron Solo was the one that broke into Wardlow's um, car. They're showing him stealing the belt out of there. They're doing some funny things. And, like, again, it's it's very much a TMZ parody. So that's cool that, you know, helps build to QT's new character that helps build with um, Hobbs being a heel. Um, that was fun. The opening with the rebar mitzvah of MJF. And I pop for it because – um again you know aaron didn't watch the segment but to the listeners this is great you know you have uh jungle boy come out i'm like okay you know he did get the win over christian i can see this being a thing 
But then Sammy Guevara's music comments. And I'm like, wait a second. Simple, real quick math. He's the third person going to be in the ring. This is three of the four pillars. I know what's next. Darby gets a huge babyface pop. We have all four corners, which I'm like already, again, wrestling. Uh, I've been watching it long enough. Whoa, we might be getting a fatal four-way. This is kind of telling me JS might not, not go over later in the night, but we get a great promo. And I hate to even say it because I trashed this figure on the show months <laughs> ago. But I popped for Sammy. Sammy actually had some real good bars. And he, he kind of got like a, a baby face pop and he was able to like re-steer it and get the heel heat back. Darby, amazing promo. Jungle Boy, you get what you kind of expect from him. And then we get a brawl from the four of them. Uh, Max gets cake in the face. It's a much must-watch um, segment and I will re-watch it tomorrow. And it's something I think a year from now I'm going Oh, that was really good. I want to rewatch that. It it was really good stuff. But overall, through Dynamite, you know, we had three. Uh, we had a trios match. We had Stu Grayson return and help his Dark Order family and Hangman. Um, they took they did the job for the BCC, which is now a heel faction. And then we had three championship matches. Which huge prediction? We get the TBS Open Challenge. Jade squashes someone, and then Ty comes out. We get a little face-off. Ty does Jade's finish to uh, the the only baddie that's left. Um, we get a couple promos from, you know, the new New World Order with the <laughs> outcasts, uh, the former three women from WWE who jumped ship. We get – there was the uh, – Jeff Jarrett did the job to Orange Cassidy in a – a fun match. And then, you know, you talking about the House of Black, we had an amazing main event with uh, some good false finishes. Um, House of Black goes over in a really fun main event, which got some good time. Um, kind of leaves you with like a kind of a wonky fish finish. I think Jericho was still the legal man, and uh, Daniel Garcia took the pin. So I think we'll get a rematch, but it was really fun because halfway through the match, you see the backstage segment where um, Reynolds and Johnny uh, John Silver and Hangman are now brawling in the back with BCC. They come out, they're brawling, and then when while the BCC is facing off with Hangman, the elite slide in the ring to kind of be his backup. So that was a great, beautiful bit of television there. It's a nice little tease. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Hangman's confused. Like, why are they pulling off? And he doesn't know the elites behind him. And that's how TV goes off. So there's so many places to go with that. I mean, we, we, we allude to the uh, Iron Man match. MJF got, got his balls busted because he was out there having this segment. And he still got black eyes. Uh, Daniel Brian Danielson, you're figuring he's gone for a while. So... I don't know if Brian's going to come in and we get a four-way with Hangman and the Elite versus all four members of BCC. I don't know, but Dynamite was very exciting tonight. Arguably the best episode I've seen in a year with them. All right, I'm looking forward to watching the highlights on YouTube tomorrow. I'm, I'm interested, but that bar mitzvah, I need the full segment and I'm looking oh, forward to it. You need Every second. That thing was super good. Have you been watching super anything good. else? Uh, I mean, honestly, 
Not much in-ring product. I, I, you know, I've been staying up to date with the the WWE stuff. Um, you know, in you know, keeping up with Cody and the Bloodline story with you know Sammy and everything going on there. That stuff's been fun. I've been, you know, it's Mania season, so I've been watching any of these uh, interviews people have been doing outside of WWE. Um, I think I just saw one that a, a recent one Bailey just did with Ariel, just kind of what she does talk about. Sasha, Mercedes Monet, what she's got going on, but not too much in ring stuff have I seen outside of what was the the recent weekly AEW and WWE product. How about yourself? So for me, well, I've watched this a while ago, but I've been meaning to bring it up. Did you watch that new Ric Flair documentary? Yeah, the I think I, I think I probably mentioned it on the show, but the the Peacock one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I watched that a few weeks ago. I, I've been meaning to bring it up. And like I thought it would be hard. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Didn't didn't they just do a thirty for 30? But then like when you actually think about it in hindsight, that was so long ago. And, Thirty-five years. And then it's like I forgot about like him almost like passing away. So they covered that. But like I think that this documentary blew the thirty for thirty out the water. I would like to. I would like to watch them both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Almost do like a back to back. And it doesn't really fit in the in the the segment, but like you know, if it was like a weekend day or if it was your day off, and let's say it's a flare anniversary for some reason, the advertising is the anniversary of his first or sixteenth world title, or it's his birthday, or it's the I don't know. Oh, this day X amount of years ago, he went to the Hall of Fame. It'd be a good time, to almost in my opinion. Watch, and I know there's more. WWE probably did them in the like when he retired, but if you watch the thirty for thirty. The WWE Evil because he had an episode oh, okay. there, and then you watch this. I mean, you know, that's that's a cool. Probably between the three, you're probably getting about four hours of content, and you really would get kind of some different perspectives because they really kind of humanize them in two. They really focus on the character in the middle one, and then if you're really spicy, watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring um, <laughs> <laughs> playing Hot from Hell. You don't want to watch that that one. But, yeah, like, the documentary, I thought it was really well done. You had a lot of stuff from uh, Charlotte in there and his current wife. And the the Charlotte stuff was fun because we didn't hear hear a lot about the Charlotte stuff when they were as a pairing on the 30 for 30. But this one you actually got it. Go ahead. My favorite thing, because day one from WWE, and, like, you almost – and I hate, like, when fans – and I include myself. I hate when fans, I hate when we have to kind of do too much research to find something out. Like I'm sure. And you know, WWE and we, I will mention this later. WWE does a great job for them at revisionizing history, changing history, putting their own spin on it. But like when they do all these things about flair or like when Charlotte started and Charlotte would mention her brother, mention her brother, mention her brother. This was the first time, like, to me, I remember I was sitting on my ex's couch watching this, and I'm like, whoa, they're actually talking about mm-hmm. Reed and how he died. And I'm like, oh, this, like, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm watching a Ric Flair, in, like, this is just going to be little different clips. Yeah, that's what I thought, more too. More recent things. It's going to be like, I've already know all this. And once he I remember I sat up on the couch, like, whoa, whoa shut up. And I'm like, I need to hear what, what they're telling me something I don't know. And, you know, I'm. Not that Aaron or I know everything about wrestling, but as guys that have been podcasting for six plus years, as people that watch wrestling weekly, 
when you're telling us something on it or one of these documentaries we don't know we're gonna perk up and our ears are gonna get a little bigger than they already are yeah because i get a lot of people asking um do you watch like the a and e documentaries and i'm like nah because like a lot of them is like it's just recycled stuff that we already know but like the rock and john cena rivalry is on my watch list because i never knew about that promo on the hand so it's funny right before we just started so they've mentioned that weren't some of the things before so i have known okay but i um yeah i feel like other ones on peacock or the old wwe network they've mentioned that okay but you have so before we just started recording aaron and i were talking about different things on how to stream stuff and watching live tv you have a and e is that you or is that on like your current uh cable thing you were mentioning yeah it's on my cable yeah Okay, yeah, because YouTube TV doesn't have it, so I've been meaning to watch some of those, and I had a Hulu account for a little bit, and that's how I was catching some of the stuff. But. Okay, because like there's certain ones I'll always watch. Like I know I watched the Sean and Brett one, and my eyes were glued to it, even though it's the same stuff we all know, we already know everything. But the Rock yeah. and John Cena one, that that's a pretty recent rivalry to actually kind of for them to do an episode on because it's ten years old, but like for rivalries, you don't. Really think I'll about tell you that. What. Now again, I you know just saying like WWE revising history and everything. I I've almost always been a little like rubbed the wrong way in a way. Like I watched all that lot, so there's a lot of Cena's big feuds that I'm like I'm really missed out on. Like, and I don't know. I'm not even asking you to answer, but like I know his maybe his biggest feud was Edge. Was it Triple H? Like. I don't know, like, some of the... I would want to rather watch a documentary series about those feuds that I didn't watch live. But, like, I feel like they've, they've done so much about the... Like, there already was a series about that. They've done so many... And we collect figures. They've done so many figures and stuff, like Funko Pops about them, too, in a ring. But I did watch the clip that I'm sure you watch where they talk about that promo and the wrist. And I'm like, all right, cool. I do like, do want to watch that. But also in regards to those series outside of rivalries, like the ones about like the legends, they did one about NWO. And at this point, I'm very mixed on my feelings about Kevin Nash's click this podcast, (laughs) but he shits. Really? He says about 10% of what he said actually gets used on this thing he says that they always doctor the way he says stuff and basically adjusts it for their own point of view and then he says that he talks to eric about it too and that they always adjust eric's thing about it and they just say you know what we go in for the payday but we know what we're getting involved in huh and like he really tore into it but he also like but i'm sitting there and i'm thinking of like all the like I just rewatched I did rewatch so again for things I watched I rewatched for the third time the uh, two dudes with attitude um untold uh, and like when you think of that if you think of all the NWO stuff you think of the Monday Night Wars like I'm sitting there I'm like when he rewatches the stuff does he think eh, I said other stuff but mm-hmm. you know whatever I don't know but real quick quick intermission because this is kind of my time right now when I'm mentioning this. Uh, most listeners are going to be listening to this tomorrow because we're recording on uh, Wednesday the 15th. Tomorrow is March 16th. I was due for another beverage. So uh, <laughs> happy 316 day, everybody. 
Aaron, back to you while I... Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, spot talking about The Rock, I did restart watching Young Rock. I saw I got into the Attitude Era, so I did restart watching Young Rock. I'm, I, that's It's become my morning show before work. And um, If Leah, Leah wakes up sometimes she before I go to you? work, she'll, yeah, she'll sit right down and watch it. So Valentina loves that show. That's her Saturday night special. Yeah, so I, I, I restarted watching Young Rock. And as far as like actual weekly product... I'll get to the main roster in a little bit, but NXT kind of had me really intrigued because Sean is doing some storytelling down there now. Now, now, Burn did Burn really got me last week. I'm telling when because Grayson that Grayson Waller thing that was like headed for a boil for a long time. So I'm like, is he really going to challenge Sean to a match? And when Sean pulled out Gargano out of his pocket, like, oh, that makes sense because. Grayson Wall took out Gargano on his way out of NXT. I was like, okay, they really got me on that one. So he, he really swerved me on that one. And to, my beloved toxic, toxic Attraction is no longer together, but I'm glad they broke up because I'm glad they kind of just like did away with it without Mandy and not try to force it and not be nearly close to what it was. Because I, mm-hmm. I hate when they always try to do something like that. So, like, their final storyline was to split them up. And they did it a great way because on Ding Dong, they bring Bailey to NXT for an episode of Ding Dong Hello. And you're like, wow, Toxic Attraction on here, they lost the match, but Bailey, she's a part of Damage Control. Maybe that's going to be their way to channel Damage Control for the tag titles. But it wasn't. They, so, they quote-unquote kissed and made up, then J.C. Jane turned. Now... JC Jane, I thought she cut a great promo the first week after they broke up because she talked about it. She talked about it in her promo, and it was all straight facts. Talked about how I'm the, how she was the last one standing, and everybody was like she didn't belong. And if you actually think about it, you'd be like, "Huh, she's actually true, right?" Because Mandy Rose, she had longevity in WWE. You already know Gigi Dolan from the independent scene as Priscilla Kelly and being married to Darby Allen previously, and. It's like, it's just like who's her, who's she, who's J C Jane? Like we don't know we don't know who this is. And arguably, like I think she, out of out of the three, she was probably the best in the ring out of all three. I think she's good on the mic, but she goes out of, in in and out of Brie. Well, can't say Brie Bella anymore. She goes in and out of Brie Garcia oh, uh, when, when she speaks. So she kind of like says every letter in a word. She she goes she goes in and out of that. But I thought she cut a great promo. I think she was the best out of the three in the ring as well. And she could, she could hold her own, and NXT is developmental, so we'll actually work on that stuff. And, <clears throat> and like I said, she's going to hold her own, and NXT is, NXT and the main roster are two different things, but I think in that NXT bubble, I think she's going to be a star, and she has the heel heat, she can cut a promo, like I said, Gigi is clearly the, one of the top baby faces in the women's division since since they split, and she got the win on NXT, she'll be in the ladder match as Tan Deliver. <clears throat> In a couple in a couple weeks. So who did Gigi face for that challenge? Uh, Kiana James. She beat okay. Kiana James. Yeah, so she beat Kiana James on NXT last night. And yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what JC Jane does. She did this this separate her shoulders, so she'll be out for a little while. But I think big things are in store for JC Jane. I really do like I really do like her. And, uh, and of course, Braun Brick and Carmelo Hayes. I cannot wait to see that. Yeah, the NXT the product. I think I think I'm go- I just went on except for this week. I did go about three weeks that I think I watched the product weekly which mm-hmm. i'd say i probably went two years that i would watch maybe 
four episodes a year, max four episodes. So getting three episodes weekly, I just my schedule is a little ramped up, a little different uh, dad schedule this week. So I, I missed it, but I did stay up to date. I saw the Wesley, Shawn Michaels uh, promo in the back, and then I did know Gigi went over in her qualifying match. But uh, I look forward to I'll be catching back up with um, – their build up to stand deliver this coming Tuesday. And uh, I like that NXT is kind of, you know, wheeling me back on it. Yeah, NXT is actually a fun show. Like, if you give it a chance, it's a lot going on, but it's really fun. And as far as the main roster, I am so hyped for the WrestleMania card because the main card is stacked. And I think at the WrestleMania, we can kind of give Triple H a report card on what, what he's done since taking over. But I am going to say the build. Speaking of, speaking of hype for Mania, sorry to cut you off. Good friend of the show, Richie Edge. He must be pretty hyped for it, too. Is he? Oh, yeah. I forgot he's going. He's I forgot. Going. He, he texted me. You knew already? Yeah, he texted me sometime last week, I think. He was like, crazy, I'm going to Mania. But, yeah, he did tell so me. So, he was teasing that for a little while. Maybe he booked it last week, but he said it to me today. So, I, I figured that it must have just happened. But I guess it could be last well, week. Well, I think it it, it might have been the weekend because he, te- he was – me and him were going back and forth about some shirts – and then he sent me like a bunch of outfits. Like, Mania going to be crazy in LA. But yeah, so he's excited. I'm glad he's going. But the car looks stacked. But the build's been shit. Um, I don't know what they're doing with the women's division. Because Bianca and Asuka, they haven't touched. And you know, you know, I hate defending them. The build for some, maybe most, well, has been shit. Minus the bloodline, um, I think it's been good. Now, Sheamus and Matt, Drew... And Gunther, I'm looking forward to that because we already know they're going to get the stupid. Either there's going to be a double finish, double count out, a double finish, or and I won't be mad at it. Yeah, I'm not going. I want the triple threat. I want it to be a triple threat. I want everyone to get their shine. Oh yeah, I want the triple threat. So it's just how we want to get there. It's going to be the fun. It's going to be the interesting part. But as far as like they both pin Gunther and they share the belt. No, I I, got. God, I hope not. Uh, so, but as far as like the, wi- half, like the women's title, we're not, we're not doing well that belt. Yes. And bring back a, a better one. I still hate that belt, even though Gunther makes it look really good. But as far as like the women's division, it's been awful. Um, uh, it, it really has now. Now Eddie's kid with Charlotte was amazing. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's not what I would expect because it's, it's already a built in story with Charlotte and Rhea yeah. from the past and, Rhea's trying to avenge that loss from year, from year, from three years ago. And then Bianca and Asuka, they're not even touching. Now, mind you, I love the combination of Chelsea Green and Carmella. That is an excellent combination. Chemistry's off the charts. But they're not involved. Could be future tag team champs. They, they should be because it, it was instant chemistry. But yeah. Well, look, some of this mania... We, you know, we we are gonna have a pre show, uh, a prediction show coming for it, so save yeah. some energy for them. Okay, okay, yeah. So, but I'll save that. I'll save that for later. And uh, John Cena in Austin Theory, C- Cena just just he he went in the back and, and got the shovel. He died. <laughs> he, he got he got the, he he went back and. Started digging the hole, but I don't think I don't think theories go. Triple H gave him that promo. I I don't know who gave it to him. I think that was that the night Vince was backstage with the slash. Jeez, I I don't know, but he he got the he. Oh man, the hole's ready, but I don't think theories falling into it, and we'll get to that in a couple weeks. Yeah, but that was was something. Yeah, but the mania builds been lackluster, and and I will say this, and I will say this, I'm. 
I don't wish. Now, I'm glad that Bray Wyatt and Lashley isn't happening. And when I saw Brock and almost po- uh, stare each other down, I, I, th- I, I immediately thought about the picture you sent me. The three most iconic Mania matches. Oh, I said Brock was like, I see what you did there. I mean, I feel bad for Lashley because I love him. But, you know, three years ago, four years ago, when the the Fiend character, the Blues Clues character for Bray Wyatt uh, started, I finally turned around on him because day one on this podcast, I knocked him. I was never a big Bray guy. I hated his early comparisons to one of my icons, one of my favorites, a guy on my Mount Rushmore. Um, But... Wow, uh, I mean, I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to hold hold the floor and say that this match is not happening for Mania. Mania is two and a half weeks away, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. That there, there's some confusion on the card right there. Um, yeah, I I hope all this straightens itself out ASAP. <laughs> yeah, but we're we're definitely getting that match in Mania. I'm not looking forward to it, but I think the entire card stacked. It yeah. really is. And, and we'll we'll have a we'll have a great dedicated episode yeah. where it'll be a rare time where I, I dedicate minimal time to AEW and our, our pre show for uh, our prediction show for WrestleMania is going to be pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, because Eddie's kid is off the charts. He really, is. Eddie, Eddie, he's, he's a legend. <laughs> he really both, both is. Action. He really is. All right. So, did you want to get in some tag team discussion next, or did you want to yeah. show some pickups? Let's go through pickups. I figure we usually say that for the end, but let's. Uh, I figure we'll run through that right now. Okay, you want to take it first? Sure. Uh, so um, speaking of, you know, Aaron did mention. Um, uh, I, I sent a picture. I, I got eight figures recently, um, and I did get I did get an Omas Elite. I got the Omas Elite, and it just it kind of fits where kind of while viewing, I have a good collection of from attitude era and i tried selling off some of my figures from whether it be the golden era or the new new generation i actually i think i backtracked and kept some of the new generation or rebought them but um like i sold off uh a lot of a lot of african-american figures of guys that were not from my viewing period but i figured if they were from the attitude era the ruthless aggression skip that kind of 2010 like I, I sold off the crime time figures because they weren't from my era but this era i watched trying to have like almost a complete collection so i was like oh the omas elite i had to get it the basic was skippable definitely a good pass um i did eye that up with uh the brock lesnar i think this is elite 99 i did get the chase which i have not opened yet uh but i love this figure man this is so fun it is it's really funny with Brock and what he's changed and what he's become from ruthless aggression era to returning in 2011, 2012, um, to, you know, ending the streak to multiple world title reigns. And then now with the man bun, where it's like with the man bun, that first elite with the steps I won't need, but I have the ultimate, um, the three pack plus this, plus the one in the blue, having three in street clothes, like, Whoever thought we were going to have, like, if you would have asked us a year ago or, you know, a year and a half ago before this character, would I have three street clothes Brock Lesnar's in my, my oh, I guess four because I have one in the sweatpants. So I'll have three modern Brock's in street clothes. But, like, 
hey, do you ever think you have four straight clothes Brocks in your collection? No. Why? How How would that happen? So this is a, this is a lot of fun. This is a fun figure. Um, like I said, I did get the Chase. I got the blue. I haven't opened it. I also did get Chainsaw Charlie, which I did not open yet. Um, I mentioned eight figures, so that rattles off, you know, because Omos, Chainsaw Charlie, uh, the two Brocks. Uh, we could call it nine because I did get the Build-A-Figure Mean Gene set. Um, I didn't pull out Macho Man because I have so many Macho Man elites. Um, some other Macho King. I think it's the third of my Macho Kings. I think it's there's four now. I don't have the ringside exclusive, but this Dusty is awesome. I figured I'd show off this Dusty because I do have the Legends, but I haven't opened it yet. So it's fun to have a, you know an elite polka dot Dusty loose and handy for uh, anytime you, you you know Dusty elites. I'd really appreciate whether I want to cut off a lot of people from not from my era. I feel like elite style Dusties. I want to be a completist. There's there's just so much fun stuff of Dusty to um, backtrack on. And then lastly, just because it's an iconic match, and this is I don't know a year and a half or so before getting out of uh, being a wrestling fan for several years, um, the Hollywood Hogan from the Build a Figure Mean Gene set. It's pretty cool. We we do have the ultimate already from actual NWO WCW, but this is WWE NWO. So this Macho Man is pretty cool. It's cool to have. Uh, so I guess now I'm. I think I just need the uh, American Made. Um, or no, the uh, Mister Americas and the War Bonnet Hogan. I think I'm gonna be to a complete Hogan set, which. Still seems weird, but he's he's so toyetic. I feel like I need it. Huh? Okay. What about you, Bestie? What what, what what you got going on? So I talked about this last time we were here with about the Elite 100 Cruiserweight title, and I said the one that WWE the WWE version of the Cruiserweight title, you can only give it to really one person, and I don't have a WWE Ray for that era, so I did pick up the Walmart Ruthless Aggression Ray. Did you catch that in the wild, or did you I didn't. Some guy on eBay was selling the figure mock below box price. Wow! But with shipping, it was like eight bucks, but it still came out to under retail. So I got this for like what twenty two seventy five shipped, which is essentially retail now because Target I think is twenty two ninety nine. Yeah, twenty two ninety nine. So I was like, yeah, this is still below retail. So I was like, I gotta pull a trigger. Shit. So I did Hell get yeah. that the light my lights in the way. Would so. it come with the chair? The chair, yes. Cool. So I did get that, and I did pose him with the cruiserweight title, and looks uh, good. Your your pick popped popped me that you said. I'm glad. Car. I'm glad it did. And then also, yeah, I didn't show this last time we were here. Ultimate AJ came in. Let's see that. That have the fun hair on it. Oh, boring. Ultimate AJ came in. That, that like you need like I I'm opposed because it like. You don't need another AJ after this one, but the like, but you have to have two because you have to keep one of these heads on them. But then you have to have one doing the forearm. So you just have to because it's so it's so much fun with all the extra and hand you, and stuff. You have both razors now, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah, I think good. last week you just had yeah, one. Yeah. Th- yeah. Now this is the this is the uh, the heel Scott. All right. Now that you got both in hand. Because originally I know you really like the purple. I like this one better. I knew it. Yeah, this one. I like this one way better. You know, I think you could easily like. I I don't know. I think the argument about purple looks better is so easy, but I feel like 
I, I've had that purple defining moments razor for six years or more. I don't know how old that figure is. I got it when it came out and I had many of them, but that, that I feel like that the red and yellow razor is the greatest Scott Hall figure of all time. Yeah, and, and, and I don't even have it yet. Yeah. And then the thing that makes it is like the, con- the contrast and the, the tights. Cause you got the yellow vest and mm. then, the red tights with the hints of yellow looks, and the tights. so good so with po- IC title. Yeah, so it pops really nice, especially with the gold neck, with the gold chains. It pops really nice. So I did get that. And then also I did get in the mail. I, I'm not sure if you got this. We talked about it, but I did get the Jake. and um, know you got them. The Jake and uh, Rick Rude set. No, I figure somebody, you know, maybe I'll pick it up off of uh, – um, on Mattel site, but I thought I'm 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 banking on maybe seeing one of them going for a steal on the on a flea market day one one uh, coming around. Oh yeah, I, I'm sure. I just remember I thought you got it. Cause I remember the day it was released, like it was like a game time decision for me mm-hmm, about getting it. Now I, I haven't like really played with them around yet, but the snake like Damien is really fun because it's articulated and it comes with the bag, and then Rue has the robe. I haven't really played around with them yet, but. When I get a chance, I'll post some pictures. But I'm glad I, I did get them because I, I had the SummerSlam room from a few years ago, but this one blows it out the park completely. Yeah, I, I like them. They're 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 good. I, and again, trying to be as close to an ultimate uh, completist, I I know at some point I'm going to need those because I said I've said it on the show 20 times by now. Just missing Brett and the one Rock. But we're going to get such a similar rock, and we got the greatest hits, Brett, drop it, which is a re-release. Once I get that Brett, I'm already going to look at it like, hey, I'm complete. So, Yeah, and then that WrestleMania rock, I've been debating because that, that's an O2 rock, and I believe it doesn't have the sideburns. The uh, uh, summer, uh, I'm sorry. The WrestleMania rock, the one that came with the Hogan. Oh, 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 oh okay. Because it's an O2 rock. Okay. So it has like the, the different. It doesn't have the long sideburns anymore, and he has that his, his hair's pushed back a little bit, or whatever. It's a it has a different face scan. So it's like I'm, I'm, I've been debating about getting that. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I didn't know if you were trying to say like just inaccurate or anything. Oh I no. Th- the only thing I was wondering, and I don't know if they if the the heads are shaped enough. I was looking for which I used to always give, like giggle about with the rock with it. Remember how I used to like shape up the back of his head to that kind of point. Yes. So I was looking to see if the head had that, which it doesn't have that as perfect as it was. That was one thing I was looking for on that figure. All right. So that that's all I have. And that's all I got for pickups. I just pulled these three to just have something close by. Okay. And, uh, um, yeah, just, you know, a d- polka dot Dusty kind of needed it. And love these Brocks. Hollywood Hogan, first one that's a, an elite as far as MWO gear goes. So it's fun to ask. But yeah, on to the next topic and main event of the night. Yeah, I, yeah, you Mount Rushmore tag teams. Now, we did a tag team show years back, but years back. Yeah, but it's we're at the age now where we kind of might have old people syndrome because at because we hold our childhood tag teams to the heart, you know. Yeah. And over time, tag team wrestle has evolved, and it's just like, okay, is anybody current replacing my guys? And that's the hard thing to swallow because, like, we're wrestling fans, so I well, think we'll, we'll be more well, open to it. 
But, like, you know, like, you have conversation with a random guy. Like, oh, yeah, wrestling was the best back in the day. You know, you had Ric Flair. Then you had, like, other guys talking about, you know, Stone Cold was the best. Nobody could touch them now or whatever. It's just, like, like I try to have old people syndrome because there's there are a lot of conversations about tag teams that we now that need to be had against other teams from our time or back in the day. So Yeah, because I feel like, if anything, I, know, I would think you and I specifically – Whenever that tag team episode was done, we probably harped towards Attitude Era only. Now, just out of curiosity, did we do a bracket on it? We did a bracket and we did a top ten. We did okay. We right. did. I thought so. So I'll be honest. So I, I brought this idea as a topic up uh, for the listeners. I said, you know what, I'd like to do an episode on kind of like our Mount Rushmore personally, each Aaron versus mine on the Mount Rushmore of tag team wrestling. What got me into it is Dax Harwood has been doing a podcast for a few months now, and he's, for March Madness, is doing one on tag teams. So when I pitched this idea last week, it was, you know, a week into him doing it, and it was, you know, 64 teams, and he was saying he, he was started off with, like, you know, 100-plus teams, 110, 112, some teams of what he was thinking. He had to narrow it down. And there wasn't many, I think, in that early stage that I was like, oh, I disagree with his take. Uh, but I did wa- listen to the second round today. I, and again, I, maybe there was one or two rounds. No, I know specifically one round that he mentioned. And the team he picked up, I'm going to even botch their name. But again, I'm going to show our youth. Aaron and I are 32. <laughs> and this is he, the wild kangaroos. Never heard of him. Well, I guess they're like the godfather of tag team wrestling. They're literally what put tag team wrestling on the map. They may have like invented the thing, but like whatever they did for the gimmick is what got it over. So they went over on, again, I can't remember who. It's been a busy day, but whoever they went on, I was like, oh, there's no chance that they're they're going to lose. They're going to get knocked out. And they, they lost. And I'm like, who the hell they beat? And then when they explain why, like, hey, tag team wrestling wouldn't exist if it wasn't for that i'm like all right well that makes sense but again i'm almost happy that, you know since we didn't get to record last week that we're doing it now and i got some more more uh teams in my mind but again we're not we're not doing march madness here we're not doing 64 teams and justifying it aaron and i are kind of just replaying history because whether it was in uh 2016 at some point or maybe early 2017 at some point we did go over our specific mount rushmore of tag team wrestling and Aaron and I, you know, being similar age, we have similar views, but somewhat different or in tag team wrestling. So I figured let, let's volley and I don't know, did you have your Rushmore put to the side? You kind of know who your four are? Yeah, my Rushmore, for me, is it for my Rushmore or the Rushmore? Let, let's do personal. Okay. This could be something that maybe next week we want to revisit in an opening segment and just say, hey, look, overall, I rethought it and said, hey, look, this is my Rushmore or what I think is the greatest uh te- you know you just saying that alone because i kind of had a question mark on my four but that kind of just uh solidifies what my number four is but um yeah let's go with our personal what is your your four four tag teams and then i don't know if there's honorable mention or whatever way but yeah we'll, we'll yeah at the end we'll, we'll do an honorable mention see see who didn't make it okay so for me it's going to be but, the ho- go let's have a little fun let's volley because do you have yours one through four, like in 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 a in uh, order? Pretty much. So let's go. Let's go four 
down, but let's go your four. I'll go my four, then okay. three, then two, then one. Okay. So I'll let you run your fourth team on your Rushmore. The Usos. Beautifully put. Um, Usos, I mean, arguably the greatest tag team that is active right now. They are – they've – Smashed the longest reigning WWE tag team record in history. Unfortunately, they are on my honorable mention, and it's not easy not having them on here as um, number four because they are one of three, maybe four teams tied for number four. Um, the Usos are great, and I mean, we're sitting here in the middle of March of 2023. Come March 2024, we may just jokingly say, hey, look, we did a Mount Rushmore a year ago, and I just want to say I redid my whole facelift. Two teams are gone, and Usos and such and such are now added here. Uh, the Usos are great. But uh, my number four I'm going to put, which when we started this show or whenever we first started mentioning tag teams, I went to my childhood, and I went to, and I'm going mainly off of fandom, and it's one of those things I think if you ask people, you'll think like I, – I, I even know myself. Like I think, like, oh, this was an active tag team for probably like three years, four years, and then they did some stuff outside of WWE. They come back and got another tag team title run. But I don't know if my dates are wrong, but I think this was a two-year-long tag team, maybe two and a half. Um, I'm going with my childhood favorites, the New Age Outlaws. And you know what? That's the thing because – well, I think – let me say 90 90- – it was 97. It was about 97, so about Late three 97. years. But that's the thing. It's about long. The thing with these tag teams is longevity, because yeah. that that matters, especially when they split apart. When you judge the ta- judge the tag team, because my number two wasn't together that long either. But oh, then it, I already know your it, number two. It, but I it's, know your number two. You but it, but it's just like it's 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 hard because like because so, the singles careers took off and so high for for the listeners and please understand when i'm saying this like i'm moving them to number four they're not off the list but if you let like we can dig in we you know we're not gonna but we could insert a clip from years ago they were my favorite tag team of all time like uh you know i i wanted the merch of them if i wanted anything tag team growing up i wanted it of the new age outlaws when I was out of wrestling, I was sitting at my job one day and I'm working on a car and for some reason, like I'm barely watching wrestling. I'm not watching wrestling. And for some reason, I'm in my head, I'm humming the, oh, you didn't know. <laughs> and like the whole thing is going through my head. Like if you're, come on, if you're a fan of the nineties, you know that. And I think of all the DX merch, all like I have, I have a uh, bootleg Billy Gunn shorts. And I mean, I have all like there, those are, I always make the comment. Like if I had to sell my whole wrestling figure collection, like, who do I keep? The only tag team that comes to my mind is the Outlaws. I guess if you want to talk tag teams, you could say the Outsiders. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash figures stay. But, yeah, I, I love them. That's why the Outsiders are my number four or my Rushmore. The Outlaws or the Outsiders? The Outlaws. Okay. Out, okay. Outsiders. Uh, okay. And, oh, so, a uh, little nitpick because I mentioned I would address this. Like, when, Aaron, when um, Dax goes through his list, and I get it, like, the Outsiders, they do have – like. They were box office. They they did have multiple WCW Tag Team Championship reigns. They did tag in TNA, to my knowledge. Um, but however, like when I think of the great tag teams, like I don't think of them because like they're so strong singles competitors. That's why like mm-hmm. it really rubs me the wrong way. And again, I wasn't a fan at this time. But like 
when WWE like does stuff about like tag teams, they say, "Well, DX." I'm like, well, "DX? Like, what are you talking about? They talking about the Outlaws? They talking about X Pac and Road Dog?" But then they're like, "Sean and Triple H." Oh no, I like, would, I ne- they were shares, but I never classified them as a team. Yeah, so like they did make, they did Dax put them on the top sixty four of all time. They got, they did get eliminated first round, but it's like to me, I'm like. Yeah, that's that's silly. Like that's WWE really like spinning their web. Um yeah, really spinning up spinning their web. And it's funny because like I know they're a team, I know they were part of a faction, but I feel like it's like one of like the it's a big silly like, oh, let's put two random people together almost in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so But uh I'll throw it to you for number three. My number three is gonna be the Dudleys. Great team. I got nothing bad to say about them justifiable for uh greatest tag team of all time and speaking of the dudleys i think if um bubba ray would be pissed at me and he'd probably try to bully me because my placement for number three would be the road warriors the legion of doom and i think just because of wrestling folklore and everything you, you watch on tag teams now keep in mind these are guys that did hold tag titles in new japan in nwa wwf and lastly wcw big part of where i think you know a, a thing you got to focus on maybe in a championship mark and again i kind of exclude this with my number four but they won belts everywhere they were box office they were in main events so hawk and animal gotta be my number three but makes sense putting them at one or two as well yeah and that's the thing i talked about about Personal and the tag team Rushmore. Now they are on the tag team Mount Rushmore, but before a little bit before my time, and when they were there, they were going through their demons. So for me, I can't, I don't have that time with them, so I can't really put them on my Rushmore. So to insert on that, I think it's like they're one of the few things that I remember like during the golden era, like being like real little and like watching my brothers watching wrestling and like being like whoa who are those guys what's up with the spikes and like my brothers had twin bunk beds and you know they had the sheets that had warrior hogan jake boss man and the road warriors and it's like whoa there's the tag teams like when you think of tag team wrestling that and, and i just sold my my loose elites of them which wasn't easy for me to do but i got a right offer and it just made sense to do it but do love the Legion of Doom. They are iconic. And um, I speaking of Dax, I'm going to keep harping back to him. But him, and again, I don't know enough about Demolition, but him almost like putting over Demolition's in-ring work versus the Legion of Doom. I'm like, what the hell? I really got to go back. No, th- that's actually it. like a really, he's not crazy for saying that. That's like a real popular opinion. Which is crazy to me because when I think of Demolition, I always assume, I'm like, man, they probably sucked in the ring. Look at those guys. They look sloppy. They, look, they look like awful, a, but that is a real popular shit. opinion. Look like a bag of shit. But <laughs> speaking of bag of shit, I don't think our answers are going to be the same. But I think both of our number twos, they don't look like a bag of shit, and I bet they can go in the ring. So I'll let you go for number two. Edge and Christian. I knew that was going to be your answer. Because <laughs> like, 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 like your Outlaws thing, only together for three years, seven title reigns within... A calendar year, just about, and flippity floppity. Yeah, a lot of it. Seven title reigns in a calendar year, but like the way they made me feel as a kid, like they were legit heels. Um, the way they would escape from the Dudleys and the Hardys, or basically anybody, 
the way they, they weasel their way out of matches, their segments, the uh, the um, the benefit of those with flash photography, you know, they were really great, and I really I really did enjoy my time with Edge Christian. I thought they were a great tag team, but also it's like those I love singles careers, took, those singles careers took off to to high levels. So, but like, do I think they'll be on Dax's list? Of course. Will they be on the route much more tag team wrestlings? No. But Edge and Christian for me are on. They the made second, it past the second round. They should. They were a great tag team. I, they beat somebody old school esque. I can't remember who, but they knocked somebody out. Like I think it was like an '80s or NWA team. Mm-hmm. But uh, my number two, uh, ENC's greatest rivals, and most likely your number one team. I'm going with uh, Jeffrey Nero Hardy and the broken one, Matt Hardy. The Hardy Boys, and uh, just you know, I know you're gonna piggyback on it, but I'll so I'll be short. But again, longevity. These people within the past, these brothers within the past 12 months, tag teamed. They were in tag team matches. They won their first tag titles 23, 24 years ago. Mm-hmm. 99. They they won WWF tag titles, and depending who you ask, they won WCW tag titles. They won TNA, Ring of Honor, half a dozen or more indie tag titles. Um, the exploration of gold, <laughs> come back to WWE, win the Raw and SmackDown tag titles. Um, the feel-good moment, make you as a grown-ass man cry around <laughs> a thousand other people or a hundred thousand other people. Um, the Hardys are iconic, and they could easily be number one on the greatest tag team of all time yeah uh, you took the words right out of my mouth made a grown man cry in front of thousands of people and anytime the music came on it was a, it was a party in that in the in the arena um and I, it, even though Lita's back now like i know a lot of fans would love like a, a little mini reunion like just to see them all together for one but Rebby mm-hmm. is Rebby ain't having that <laughs> but, but <clears throat> the whole, so while you're on that, and I don't want to completely take it off because I, I, I want you to even go another 10 minutes about them, but bringing up Lita, like Lita almost like winning the other day with uh, a twist of fate. Did she do the twist of fate like all post after Matt and post Matt leaving? Did no, she do that up until she, her retirement? She started, she started doing a, swing, a foot swing in DDT. Okay. So I I know I've seen her do it a couple times in like her returns, but I I didn't know like especially like her winning a belt on it that was something that kind of ran ran through, which is dope because she was synonymous with being around the Hardys. It's, it's cool to see her with the tag belt. But continue, please. Or yeah. your favorite yeah. tag team? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, de- it was it was a it was a party. Like even like when I rewatch stuff on the cock, it's like I still get happy. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I remember yeah. I remember where I was in, in most cases like when I heard, when that match happened. Like I remember all the good memories and the losses, like that damn Jeff Hardy. But definitely my favorite tag team of all time. Now on the Mount Rushmore, they might be the last spot for some people on the Mount Rushmore. But longevity, they've been doing this. Like they've always Jeff's career took up higher than Matt's, but they always were able to come back together. Mm -hmm. And And they were always better together. Yeah, they were always better together, and they were always able to come back together and get the job done. So that's my number one tag team on my first more. I'm almost mad at myself because, and I I don't know where it would have been. I don't know if it was number four. I don't know if it was honorable mention. But, like, I know the first time we talked about tag teams, like, I don't think I gave them their just due. And I think 
it was because I almost like forgot of my childhood love for them because I got back into it and it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, they were in WWE like a year or two before you started watching, but they weren't together. And then it's like, you know, like Jeff was tripping up in TNA, didn't know what Matt was doing and like time was going by and this is like before the broken stuff. So I didn't. But then, like, you know, I started rewatching some of it. I'm like, holy shit, man, I really used to feel these guys. And then it's like, wow, yeah, I did have bootleg boardwalk t-shirts in the heart. <laughs> yeah, they're they're iconic. They're iconic. And um, that's your number one. And I, you know, led into number two by saying, you know, my number two was the Hardys, which were rivals to ENC. But arguably, both of their greatest rivals is my number one which is a solid argument for being one, two, or three, but not number four on the Mount Rushmore tag team wrestling. My number one is the greatest tag team of all time, the Dudley Boys. Bubba Ray and Devon for being the first WWE inductee Hall of Famers that are OG original ECW guys, multi-time ECW tag champions, to go to WWE and fight the acolytes and muscle through it get through the acolytes and then win tag titles invent tlc with enc and the hardys go on from there win wwe's wcw tag belts so having three different companies tag belts there staying there for a long time reinventing their self trying singles coming back together leaving going to japan winning the NWA tag titles, winning the TNA t- t- tag titles, going everywhere. And eventually to come back in 2015, 2016, and unfortunately just not win the tag belts, which uh, that was booking's fault. But I think in my opinion, they definitely should have had that one last final hoorah. But in my opinion, um, literally the only people that have won more tag belts in more places than them is FTR. So, I mean, I, I love I love them. Love Bubba Ray and Devon. I, I, I've met them both separately. Maybe one day I'll meet them together. But uh, I, I do love the Dudleys. Are they That's doing icons together fun. Sunday? I mean, they Saturday? are. Okay, are you going? Are. Uh, only if you are. Oh, no. Oh, I guess you'll, you're not going then. No, I'm going. I'm bringing tequila for the FTR. <laughs> Speaking of, so a couple of my quick honorable mentions. And, Aaron, I'll let you follow up. But, um... Harlem Heat, uh, you know, again, that was somebody that could easily be mentioned. Uh, You know, if I was more of a WCW kid, they probably would have made my four. I mean, eight or nine WCW tag title reigns is huge. Um, I know a big part of the reason why I don't – I think they lost in the second round or in FTR is just like they didn't didn't win tag titles anywhere else. And whoever they faced – excuse me – was – Someone bigger, someone more longevity that also won belts more often. You mentioned the Usos. They were your number four. Usos, got to talk about them. FTR, my favorite tag team today. I got ENC here with a question mark because, you know, you did mention them. Um, the Hart Foundation, you know, it, it springboard Brett. Got, uh, I have Outlaws here, which end up making my number four. The New Day. Wow, the greatest trios team of all time, the Young Bucks. And you got to put the Young Bucks on them for one reason and one reason only, and it's two words, and it ain't suck it. It's all in. <laughs> They're literally two-thirds of the reason all in happened, so you got to tip your hats to the Bucks. Whether you like their style of wrestling or you don't, 
Um, two two other ones I'm really going to put that are just like extremely underrated. If I'm going to mention um, Harlem Heat, now I, I'm a WWF kid just like you. APA, I feel like just don't get their just due. They have multiple tag title reigns. Like, when do they start tagging? 98, 97? 99. 98. 99, jeez, that late. But, like, when did they go defunct? 23 or 03? Well, 02, they split in the draft, but then they got back together in, in 03 and lasted a few more months until J- until oh, Bradshaw became JBL. Yeah, but, I mean, I just feel like they never get, like, they're just do Like, they're in, you know, badass matches and, like, so believable. Like, didn't matter who they were going against. They could be losing or haven't touched the belts in a month. And if APA came out, holy shit, you knew you were in for a fight yep. and anybody could lose. Um, now, I, I was um, sprinkling about this earlier and I forgot where I was going. But we were talking about teams that were like randomly put together and like teams that may not make sense. And um, one that I, oh, I was I was saying this when I was knocking like DX, like Triple H and Sean being listed. You know, I've seen lists on WWE's website about like the Rock and Sock connection, a team that was together for months, not even half a year, months. And like one tag title reign as like the greatest tag team of all time. And then like when they trip like Sean into it, if WWE wants to talk about like a tag team that like the greatest, what do they call bedfellow tag teams that should make sense to me mm-hmm. is the brothers of destruction. See, I, <laughs> I was about to say this because even on the tag team episode we did, I believe my number nine or 10 was listed as Kane and company. So Kane and anybody. Because anything with Kane worked. Didn't matter. Taker. X-Pac. And, but he's got like 17 different... Yeah, I know, Kane, but it was X- like... Taker. Uh, Taker. Daniel X-Pac. Brian, Hurricane. Big Brian. Show. RVD. Big Show. It doesn't matter. It all worked. He's a slut. He is. He's a big, big old hoe. <laughs> but anything with Kane worked. And, that, and I did have that on my list. And all your honorable mentions, I agree with. And also, I'll throw in... A wild card, and that is the Motor City Machine Guns. Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow. Because they what did make my list back you. then. They made my list back then. Longevity, and I remember watching wow. them in TNA. If, yeah. If you threw them on your list back then, I really want to re-listen to that episode because they 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 put they went over someone big episode uh, the first round on Dax's list, and Dax was upset about them losing in the next round but the only reason the big reason why he he made them lose was because whoever it was was either part of like wwe or wcw or like some major company and he mm-hmm. said as long as they've been together he said they weren't part of a major company yeah they weren't but as far as longevity and matches and both those guys can actually both those guys can go but th- definitely they get their recognition for me because i remember watching them in tna and i thought they were awesome Real quick, while we're still on the Kane thing, just because the big thing that also pops me, and again, I know still like under the WWE umbrella, like while I was like, you know what, Brothers of Destruction, like you know when they talk about Triple H, like I know like Triple H and Sean, I, I don't know, I assume they had that one tag title reign, and I know they got to hold the, both of those ruthless aggression tag belts, and then like I think uh, what made me bring that up of the the bedfellow teams, like there's them, oh Ro- you know Rocket Sock Connection, they had one maybe two tag title reigns but it was within a short period of time but my thing with undertaker and kane i think of like three things one i know they held the wwf tag titles at least once probably more than that 
they held the WCW tag titles, which is something to be notable. But also, and I don't know how many times they tagged together. This is definitely um, you know, where you, you got to shine some light. But didn't they have tag matches where Taker was world champ and Kane was ECW champ together? Yeah, it, it was like one or two. Yeah, I mean that's some episodic like episodic's not the word. That is some epic picture moment stuff mm-hmm. there, which I, I I definitely appreciate. So that's why I, I definitely had to give the uh, the sons of Paul Bear a little bit of love right there. <laughs> Real quick, just for before before I give you back the the wheel. While I think we already have the list halfway done, I think it's safe to say if we want to talk about Mount Rushmore modern day tag team, what's active, what's going on right now. We're obviously going your number four. We're going the Usos. I think we both agree on that. We're not even going to go necessarily in order. I'm going to put FTR in there. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Uh, no, I'll, I would agree. I, I think I think the current four, current day Mount Rushmore, I think it's going to be pretty much unanimous. Here, then what do you think it is? It's uh, no particular order. Usos, Bucks, New Day, FTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I almost was lobbying for like thinking the fourth was and would it be New Day, but yeah, it's a, I agree. We're we're spot on there. Yeah, and I think the order there is a hundred percent, a thousand percent subjective. Yeah, yeah, but I I think it's no doubt and unanimous who the current Ru- Mount Rushmore tag team wrestling is. I love it. All right, got I anything it, else for me? You know, this is, it was a beautiful episode and it was a good time chatting. You know, going over some wrestling and a little bit of pickups. Yeah, perfect, perfect night. All right, guys. So as always, subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Ringside Collectibles use code M Man and save ten percent off your order. For X Two Fly, Eric and Mickey. I'm Ayla Aaron Lloyd. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now. Put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle.